Hello and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast. Today, Danette, I, and another friend called Samir all talk about lessons we wish we had learned when we were younger. We recorded this on Spotify Greenroom, and if you want to join us in our next one, Spotify Greenroom is a platform that allows audience interaction while we record a podcast. So look on our social media for updates on when we're going to be hosting them, but we had a blast this time, so we hope to see you next time. Enjoy. Well, hello and welcome to this edition of Magical Learnings Podcast. My name is Danette Fenton-Menzies and today I'm joined by Jez Fenton-Menzies and we're going to be talking about what I wish I knew when I was younger. So, Jez, um, over to you. Sure. So, hello, everybody. I'm Jez. Uh, If you listen to the ML podcast, I'm the person that does the production and the videos in and out, sorry, the voices in and out. Um, and today, yeah, we're, we're tackling a, a sort of fun question. We're also trying out a new bit of technology called the Spotify Green Room. And so what that's going to allow in the future, if you're listening to this uh, just as a podcast, in the future, you'll actually be able to join us on the podcast if you want, and you can share your thoughts because we're always interested in what people have to say and what they think about our podcast, and we always want people's voices uh, included. So. If you want to join in, that's also totally fine. Um, but, yeah, anyway, Mum, over to you. Excellent. And welcome, Samir. I see you in the room. Thank you for joining us. This is our first time trying the green room. So um, today we're going to be talking about what I wish I knew when I was younger. And for me, um, being in my 50s, <laughs> I, um, I look back at, when I was in my 20s and think, wow, I wish I'd known a whole stack of stuff that I know now. So one of the things that I've learned when I was in my 20s, I was very serious, very driven about what I was trying to do with work and stuff like that. And now I've learned that the more you relax and have fun, actually life is way more enjoyable and you get exposed to a whole stack of stuff that you probably wouldn't have if you were really focused and serious on just, you know, your work and stuff like that. So, for example, today I'm coming in from Thursday Island up in the Torres Strait, so between a top of Australia and Papua New Guinea. And that came about because um, I, I tried lots of different things during my life and got to learn that I, I love to help people learn and grow. And so for me, having fun has been a really important thing that I've learned that I wish I'd I've paid more attention to when I was younger. Um Jess, what about you? Because you know, you're nearly, you're getting close to 30. You're not quite there. And Samir, too, feel free to join us um, if you want to share, you know, what, what you wish you'd have known when you were younger as well. Um, so for me, I think, uh, well, first of all, good, uh, great start, Mum. Uh, so I think uh, when I was younger, probably I was almost the kind of opposite. I was a bit... Uh, trying everything, which I think is important to do when you're younger. Um, but I think also some of it is trying to make sure that you uh, also have just at least a little bit of an idea of kind of what you – an area that you want to explore in. Because I think if I if I could do my early 20s over again, I would probably try uh, – like I like doing a lot of public speaking, presenting, and stand-up. And I knew I liked that even when I was younger and I experimented with a couple of other things, but I probably would have experimented more in that space. Maybe I would have done more improv comedy, um, which I haven't done yet, but I still want to do and uh, more stuff in that area because I, I think I, I, I love it. I kind of knew I loved it at the time and uh, I, I think it would 
it would help me know more people in that area that I'd be able to sort of chat to about that kind of stuff in a way that I don't really have as much now. Um, yeah. Nice. Nice. I like that. And I think um, even just recognising that trying lots of different things, and, and for me it's the thing that sparks joy in me. So I've learnt that sometimes when I first try something, I'm really nervous, like when I first started presenting. Um but when I focused on others and just looked at how I was helping them to grow, that um, to me made every day worthwhile. And so now I do really sort of try and focus on what gives me joy and I try to do more of that and less of the stuff that doesn't. And what I've learned is that there are people in the world that love the stuff that doesn't give me joy. So even, you know, having people, whether it's part of the team, whether it's outsourcing, sharing that with people who love those particular tasks, um, attributes, whatever it is, in order to um, do what I really enjoy and spend most of my time on that because that makes for a really lovely life as well. Um, Some of the other things is I've learnt, I think I've relearned. When I was a child I was really curious and I loved to learn and then, as I said, in my 20s I was really serious about my career. But I've learned as I've got older that childlike wonder is really important. Now, Samir, looks like you're going to say something. Come on, come and join the conversation. Oh, sure. Are, are you folks um, mom and son? Mum and son, um, yes. Oh, yes. And we, work, we work in our business. So we've got a, a training and consulting business and the two of us work together with a number of other people. So share, oh, share a little okay. bit about you. Hi, uh, I'm Samir. Uh, I'm a project manager mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Wisconsin, United wow. States. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, Samir, I'm also a big Milwaukee Bucks fan, so that's uh, good on you. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was a real, real clutch uh, finish there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Lovely. So yeah, t- tell us a bit about um, about uh, yourself. What sort of age range are you in? Um, yeah, mid twenties right now. Um, cool. Yeah, Same so as I've me. been yeah just about a few years out of college, uh, working um, at a a a company that that yeah works has a very like hard work ethic. I would say. Um, so I think I resonated with uh, Danette what you were saying with like it's good to try to have fun (laughs) well that's something that you've learned yes yes (laughs) and you know the the funny thing is to me when you do um have more fun because we do a lot in the brain science it actually really we work far more effectively so we don't need to work harder we just work smarter when we work with our brain we're having fun we're relaxed versus that whole you've got to be at work from this hour to this hour and you've really you know getting up and having breaks is seen as a, a bad thing. But, in fact, the brain science shows getting up and having breaks and having fun with your colleagues, you know, whether it's virtually if you're working from home or whether it's in the office, actually creates you know, a great culture, but also it allows everyone to use their brain to the best of their ability. So I'm interested too, you know, um, what, what are some of the things that, you know, where you're at at the moment that even reflecting since college, you've, you've learnt that maybe has helped you grow a bit for me. So I'd love to hear. 
I don't know. It's hard to think of that as much. Or is it, yeah, things are coming to mind as easily, I think, where uh, I think, like, keeping a budget, I guess, is a good thing to do. <laughs> like, being, yes. um, I think, yeah, I wish I knew, you know, that I think, I think that was always something that was important, but I never took the time to do. But, yep. you know, in doing so, or like, now that I have um, started doing that over the past year, um, has made me feel a lot more financially secure where I can know, you know, what I can do, what I can spend on and what I can't, uh, as well. Nice. That's been helpful. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's lovely. Mm. Well, um, Mom, the... I also want to, Oh, sorry, mom. I was going to ask you a question, uh, mm-hmm. quickly that I thought could relate to this is if you could go back into your twenties and take one philosophy with you that you now have, what would you take back and why? Mm, good question, Jez. Um, I think it would be uh, – I'd like to build on what Samir was talking about, you know, having that budget, putting a little bit of savings aside, you know, on a regular basis so you've got that freedom. Um, I'd certainly say because I was so serious to enjoy myself more, take more risks, take more holidays, um, explore the world. Now, obviously, COVID's happening at the world, so it's more virtual at the moment. But every time I've travelled, I've never regretted that because I've met really lovely people. And I think, you know, some of my funnest travel was when I didn't have a lot of money um, and it was more about the experience and just connecting with, you know, new people, making new friends. And, you know, I think living within... Your means is a big one um, as well. I think that's really important. Why it's important, I think um, life when we, you know, get over-obligated financially can be really stressful. And really, if we want to bring out our gifts, like every single one of us on this podcast, we've all got very different gifts. And when you've got that security, you've got a little bit of savings, you can spend more time in, in roles where you are bringing those gifts. For some people, they have to take a, a job because they don't have any choice. They've got lots of debt, which doesn't necessarily allow them to shine. And the best world is a world where every single one of us gets to utilise our gifts because that we are unique. And, and it is really important that you know, we bring our gifts to make the world a better place. So hopefully that answers your question, Jets. Yeah, yeah. I also was just wondering, as you were saying that, do you think um, as you've gotten older, Mum, you've been able to, uh, not only within yourself but maybe in others, is it easier for you to pick up what someone's gifts might be and um, how they can be more sort of valuable, I guess, or sort of, I guess, sort of... uh, uh, be their fullest self. Do you, are you better at spotting that? And are there signs um, that you can look for that it could be for you or like, you know, you could have a certain talent or gift in mind? Yes, absolutely. It's actually a great question, Jez. Um, one of the things that I noticed, because I do a lot of coaching with people, is when we're good at something, a couple of things happen. So first of all, we often discount it because it comes easy to us. So we think it comes easy to everyone. And it really is important to pay attention um, to where someone might say, for example, I'll use Samir. Samir, you know, you're really good at this. And you go, oh, no, I'm not, you know, hey, everyone's good at this. And it's like, well, actually, if a couple of people say that to you, pay attention. And then if it gives you joy, then really you want to look for work that allows you to bring more of that. Because, you know, for example, 
by trade I'm an accountant, but actually what I enjoy is teaching people um, around leadership and stuff like that. So even though I can do the numbers and, you know, I do love teaching people to read the numbers, what I love is helping people to understand themselves um, and bring their unique qualities to the world, particularly in leadership space. And one of the things we know about the brain is, um, and I definitely teach this when we're doing interview skills as a a session, is that if you go for a role, if you look like everyone else, our brain goes, oh, that's boring and it doesn't pay attention. But if you show up with your individual thing, for example, Graham, my husband, he loves to wear a bow tie. I've got a bright um, multicoloured necklace that I like to wear and I like to hug people. I know that's not great in COVID, but before COVID, massive hugger. So knowing that if people keep saying to you you're good at it and then it's something that gives you joy, really try to find more opportunities because from my perspective, as soon as a person talks about it, they light up, they smile, they're far more at ease than in some of the stuff they might say, yeah, I can do this, I'm good at it but it doesn't give me joy. So I think it's that it's often easy for you, but most importantly, it gives you joy and fulfilment. Um, Be curious as to what both of you think about um, that area in yourselves and in others. What have you noticed if someone's really good at something? Yeah, I think like people who are good at something, they have a sense of ease about it too. Where they it doesn't seem like they, you know, have to have to try too hard. But for all we know, that they are maybe still trying hard at what they're good at. But I think that that's something I've noticed. Mm, that's lovely, and it is true because I suppose as we become better at it, it, that sense of ease just is part of our persona. Then because it's we we naturally gravitate towards it, we develop ourselves, and we enjoy it. So yeah, I love that comment, Samir. Thank you. Yeah, and um, I definitely agree with what Samir said. I think uh, that's totally right. Um, that that yeah, that sort of ease and re- relaxation sort of to those activities is totally yeah uh, like that. I think also um, it can be helpful. I think if those people sometimes are a bit wiser, that they can help you with uh, simple tricks that they have sort of innately. Um, that I think also they quite sometimes they can be good teachers if uh, if it's not like something that is like a maybe a naturally physical gift or if it's a natural mental gift if it's something that you can learn sometimes these people can be really helpful teachers as well and that's usually a good sign that someone's quite good. Mm, that's that's actually true too and I think you know if I think now at my age one of the the things that um, I've absolutely learned is that if you do have that gift the more generous you are with sharing it with others and as you said Jez you know teaching others it that actually makes a much better world I, I read a book a number of years ago called pay it forward and it also has become a movie and in that the concept was and i really do love this concept that instead of doing a favor for someone and expecting them to pay it back what you actually do is you do a favor you teach someone you mentor them whatever it is and then instead of getting them to pay it back you say to them look you know, take what i've shared with you 
and actually share it with three other people. And when you share it with them, instead of them paying you back, you get them to share it with another three people. Um, And obviously that exponentially grows really fast. And it's a beautiful concept in terms of making the world a better place, which is absolutely something that's near and dear to my heart. And so I think, you know, teaching what we know, sharing our gifts is really important and doing it in a beautiful, kind, generous nature for me, that also helps make the world a better place. And, you know, if I could have started that when I was much younger, like I started, and I think in my maybe late 20s, early 30s, but I, man, that I think is something where we really have an impact. Samia, what were you going to say? Oh, do you find that there's been times in your life when you were younger that you did not pay it forward as much or you were expecting the most? You know, if you had done something for somebody, yeah, where do you think that shift happened for you? Where it's like, oh, I should actually expect or encourage others to take what you um, do for them and pass it on. When did that happen for you? Yeah, I think um, it sort of happened when I started teaching because before that I was sort of more in a corporate thing. And, I, I, you know, I've always liked to help people, but I think once I started teaching and just saw people going from, for example, say not understanding financial speak to the light bulb going on and them thinking about how they could then set up, you know, even just a savings account so eventually they could buy a, a house or a property or something like that. And then, you know, one day someone came back to me and said, you shared this with me and it had this big impact on my life. And I realised that we do it every day, but we often won't hear back the impact we've had on others. And, and for me, making the world a better place is so important. And so now I look for opportunities every day. And it may not be teaching something. It might just be no, noticing that someone's taken an effort and they're wearing something that um, maybe is a little bit different for them, but it, yeah, they want someone to notice or someone's looking a bit sad and it's just smiling at them and saying hello or good morning. And the thing I know, um, it's a great question because a friend of mine, um, a gentleman called Dr James Rouse, who is an American, lives in Colorado, he shared this thing that when we do kindness to another person, so whether it's sharing what we do, just doing a random act of kindness, the two people who experience the kindness both get beautiful shots of the feel-good chemicals. Um, But anyone who observes it gets about four times the hits of the feel-good chemicals. And what, what they believe that comes from is that Back in cave people days, when people, when tribes were kind and looked after each other, they was, they represented safety and they were likely to survive. So that inherent wanting to give and share and, and teach and mentor, whatever, actually is good for our health, but it's good for those around us as well. And I, once I learned that, I was like, wow, what a powerful way to really make a difference in just tiny, small things that we do. So that's definitely something I wish I'd known when I was much younger. Cool. Um, all right. Well, uh, I, I think we're getting close to the end of this podcast, but mum, I did have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what is something you no longer worry about that you did worry about when you were in your twenties? <laughs> Great question. So, I remember, um, and this is actually when, when you were born, Jeremy, when, um, 
I went back to work and I would get up in the morning and do my hair and do the makeup and stuff like that. And yeah, I was exhausted because I was working full time, little baby. It's also studying. And I was talking to to my boss and he said, why, why are you doing that? And I'm like, um, oh, that's a good question. He said, you don't need to wear makeup. You know, just, just come to work as you are. And to this day, um, I went, yeah, what are the things in my life that I've been doing because I sort of thought it was expected, but actually it doesn't make me joyful and I'd rather spend the time with my child or on my work or, you know, learning and those sort of things. So I've actually learnt that stop doing is something that I should ask myself quite regularly. So every six months I sit down and go, okay, what are the things I'm doing that don't give me joy? Um, And now I just drop certain things out of my life in order to create more space for, you know, time with loved ones, learning, which is a massive joy of mine as well, and just time in nature alone too. So, but makeup, all of those things that I thought were important about the external, I tended to drop more of those and and concentrate on that kindness, that growth side of things. And welcome Kanika as well. Kanika just joined us. Awesome one, Mum. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she she said she didn't want to speak, but I was just going to say, um, <laughs> uh, Samir, I, I was going to ask you the same question. Is there anything that you no longer worry about that you did in your early twenties? Hmm. Yeah, I think like more, and I think I still worry about it now. But I think younger, I would worry about what people thought of me or like what they were thinking. Um, I think like as I've grown older, I've yeah become more more willing to just kind of like yeah not not really care about that as much or like just you know gain more confidence in myself to not um, have to think too much about that because I think what always people say is that you know everyone's always just thinking about themselves um, and not really you know worried about you so you don't have to worry about that. Um, I think that's something that I've, I've worried about less, but I don't think I've totally, um, dropped off of myself. Yeah, I totally feel the same way, Samir. Um, like I, I definitely feel like it was much more of a thing when I was younger, but I also think some of that is just, um, as I'm working myself out more, there's certain things that I now realize I can't, like I either can't control or it's not worth like putting in the effort to control it is just like too taxing i don't know if you're feeling a similar way i think so yeah where it's just like why what it's not worth the effort um in some in some capacity or yeah or being comfortable with a certain aspect of yourself that um you know just is what it is yeah so, exactly so true yeah um, well, I was going to ask, um, just because we're wrapping this up, Samir, did you uh, want to plug yourself or anything in particular at the moment um, for this podcast? Oh, no, I, I have nothing to, to plug other than, um, yeah, do good. <laughs> I have, yeah, no, no uh, accounts to share, unfortunately. Like, oh, good. Uh, oh, like good. Like they do. Well, <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much for being on. Mum, do you have any uh, closing uh, things you want to say? 
No, I think, um, yeah, I'd, I'd really like to um, say thank you very much. I love the engagement, Samir. That's really appreciated. Welcome to, to, to Kanika. For me, I think, um, in closing, I'd say a couple of things, that people are more important than things. Your individuality, um, yeah, if people don't like it, it just means they're probably not your tribe and it's your uniqueness that actually is going to make a difference in the world. So I love that, you know, we, I think people always struggle with, you know, you know, what are people thinking of me? But if, if we focus then on that doing good, so, you know, turning up, being kind, helping others, being generous, I think that makes the world a better place and we all need that. So I think that support and just being curious about the other person and, and you know, when they show their true self, their uniqueness, you know, smile at them and say, that's awesome, you are awesome because... The world needs to hear more of you are awesome. So can I say Kanika, Jez and Samir, you are awesome. And I'm so pleased you're on today's podcast. Awesome. No problem. Do we, is, uh, do you share this podcast? I think this is a podcast you've started uh, recently. Uh, like uh, uh, Green Room. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, this is our first time trying it on Green Room, but it's uh, just the Magical Learning Podcast is what it's called. Um, okay. We've been for about just a year and a half, I'd say. Oh wow! Yeah, that's fun. Well, anyway, thank you, thank you both so much for being on it. I know I've learned a lot from it. Uh, it's been a really fun one, uh, and thank you everyone who joined. Uh, but yeah, uh, so we'll be releasing this. If you're hearing this, you're probably listening on Sunday when we're releasing it. Um, but thank you both very much. Yes, and um, thank you so much. And Samir, if you ever get a chance, come back on another podcast because we're going to be using Green More, Green Room More. And welcome, Charlia. We just we're just about to finish up for today. But did you have any questions before um, we finished up? And I hope I said your name right. All right. Well, um, uh, well, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, and yeah, well, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on all social medias at Magical Learning. Uh, and otherwise, uh, we'll hopefully you'll listen to us shortly. Uh, see you, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Magical Learning podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I got a lot out of it. If you're new to the podcast, you can go back and have a look at some of our older episodes. We've got webinars in there, but we've also got shorter episodes that cover more specific topics. Otherwise, you can always follow us at all social medias. We are magical learning on most things, including YouTube, where you can see old webinars and extra information. Have a magical week.